playground. Hooray! The Celebrity Jobber Podcast with Jeff Zito. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, give a five-star rating, and leave a review. Check out all our past episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you pod. What if these celebrities weren't famous? What would they have become? What was their first job? We're about to find out. You know our next guest from movies like Booty Call and Ace Ventura When Nature Calls. Juana Man, and one of the original cast members on the sketch comedy show In Living Color. Tommy Davidson is my guest this week on Celebrity Jobber. I'm here. I'm here, too. Hey, man. How are you? Everything is really going good, man. You know, I met you a long time ago. You did a a little club down in South Florida. I remember you coming in in the morning, and we had had just a great time. You had a lot of energy first thing in the morning. Thank you, man. That's my job, and I love it. I love, I love, I love dispensing happy. The voices. I mean, how did those voices get started? Because I don't think Sylvester Stallone can do a better Rocky than you can do. Well, well you, know, um, <laughs> you know, Mick probably would have said that to you. You know, Mick, <laughs> you know, uh, you know one of the things that I'm, I'm proud of most that I was able to do is I was able to take that somehow take that Rocky that whole that whole franchise and pass it on to do 16 other movies without even going to know it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know a guy that does voices, and he was telling me, like, his parents were deaf, and he learned how to do voices just because he watched TV so much. Did I mean, did you have some kind of situation where you learned voices early on just by accident? Uh, yeah, called cartoons. Just cartoons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we had, we had to wait till... We had, you know, we didn't have cartoons at night. We had to wait. We had to wait until the networks premiered the cartoons coming for the fall season, and they show us those at night. You know, and we're going. We can't believe these cartoons are on at night. You know, all the all the holiday cartoons. We can't believe we're watching this at night. You know, you did a lot of moving around, right, Tommy? Before you ended up in in Maryland, you guys kind of moved around a little bit. Yeah, we moved from Fort Collins. Colorado to Denver, from Denver to Washington, D.C., from Washington, D.C. to Maryland. Yeah, we did a lot of moving. We're not a moving like a military family. How come you moved uh, as much as you did growing up? I divorced. Okay. Um, <laughs> That'll do it. Um, um, isn't that the usual way? Anyway, no, I, I actually um, moved. I was actually abandoned. I was abandoned in Mississippi in the trash. My mom found me randomly, took me back with her. She's white, to, to uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, where they were living with my brother and my sister, whom I grew up with. And then I moved from there to Washington, D.C. I had no idea I was black until I got there. And um, that's the story. You know, I'm tearing up a little bit here. That is such an incredible story. It's a million to one shot. You were abandoned and found in the trash as a baby. Wow. Uh, I mean, again, uh, that's an incredible story. Your parents that uh, adopted you moved around a lot. Let's say you're you're in college. What uh, what did you think you were going to want to do with your life? Well, you know, I, I, I thought it was going to be radio, you know. And uh, but that ended fast because I was interning on the station there at the community college. You know, you know, everybody says go to college, right? Right. And and um, that was the only thing I could find close to entertainment was radio. You know, and um, I interned in the station, and they promised me a, a DJ gig. But, I, but 
during the near the end of the semester when they promised me that, they gave it to their frat brother who had never even been in the station. So I had been talking to a counselor there who found me interesting. Um, so I, I finally went and talked to her about what happened. He said, Tommy, I don't know if you're one of those students that belongs in college. You, got, you may have another calling here. I've been talking to you for a whole semester, and your mind is in another place. You know, you got a good job. You know, you work, you work two jobs. You got an apartment. You got a, you got a car. You know, why don't you go on and see what you want to do? It's kind of crazy because you wouldn't expect, like, a college counselor to, you, you know what I mean, send you in that direction. She basically was like, hey, look, you're a talented guy. Get the hell out of here. Go, you know, shoot for the stars. Uh, go for your dreams. But I was just going to say. I think you're. I think you're lucky that radio career uh, didn't work out for you. I think. I think you're in a a much better place. Number one and number two. Do you know what other comedian? I'm sure there's a lot of them, but I I just spoke to a comedian and he said that was his major and that was his backup plan if comedy didn't work out was radio and that person was uh, Stephen Wright. I said, well, good thing that didn't end up. You'd you'd end up like me, and that's that's not. Uh, you're in a much better place than I'm at. That's for sure. If somebody pointed a gun at you and said, hey, man, your life is your life, you go, my life. (laughs) (laughs) You were telling me you you had a bunch of jobs. And when did stand-up comedy kind of come into your your life? About 86. Okay. Always talented, always funny, always, you know, on on it, you know. And um, a friend of mine, Howard, encouraged me to do stand-up. You know, he thought I could do it. But he convinced the manager at his strip club to put me on stage, and I did it. And um, I haven't looked back after that one performance. How did that first yeah. performance go? I don't remember it. All I know is that I looked at Howard before I went on stage, and I said, what do you want me to do? He said, I don't care what you do. Say something in that mic. And as soon as I said something, people laughed the first thing I said. So as soon as that happened, were you more relaxed? Like, I, I would imagine the first time doing stand-up, getting on stage, you've got to be like, uh, it's got to be pretty nerve-wracking. And then that maybe that first laugh, kind of the icebreaker where you chill out a little bit and you can now kind of get comfortable and move into your act. Yeah, I mean, it took a while. But because I was on natural steam, I was already had all these natural things that were in me impressions and I didn't know they were impressions then. I didn't know that's what they were called. I could do I could imitate things, you know, a dog or a drill or a helicopter. <laughs> you, know, you, know, it, you know. So not only did I have sound effects but I had everything that goes with it, you know, so I, I landed in the perfect place. What do you think your big break was? Do you do you remember was it a single thing? Was it a few things kinda stacked up together? But do you what do you yeah. think like your big break was? I think my big break was when I met my first manager, Sinclair Jones. The first person that really believed in me, man, and, 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 and put his money where his mouth was. And he, he pretty much developed me into what I am today, yeah. So meeting this person, he was the one that put you in front of, maybe got you the gig or, or you know, got you in front of the right people for In Living Color? If I was a book, he'd be, he'd be a big part of the authorship. Tell me about working on such a... I mean, groundbreaking show. I mean, you were one of the original cast members, and I mean, it just it changed me. Um, you know, Saturday Night Live. It's on late at night. This was different. This was you know primarily black cast members um, doing uh, on a new network doing sketch comedy, and a lot of people 
became big stars, you being one of them. Tell me about a, a little bit about working on that show. I talked to Marlon Wayans not too long ago, and he said it was kind of like comedy college for him. Oh, yeah, it was. It was for him. You know, and for me and Jim and everybody in the show, it was a comedy lifeboat, you know, because, because um, Marlon was literally in college. We were, we were, we had, I had kids, you know what I mean? Right. I was, I was uh, uh, working at a deli, dressing the best to work, you know? So it was a comedy lifeboat for me. You had other things going on at the time, Tommy? No, it, my, my primary goal was comedy because I had moved from Washington, D.C. To, to, to L.A. to do it. You know, I was, I was uh, you know, you know when um, um, the whites in this country discover gold or something, and they just <laughs> right. do whatever they can to get it? Eureka! Eureka. <laughs> yeah. Was it a good experience? Did you make good friends, lasting friendships, relationships from In Living Color? Yeah, lasting friendships, man. A member of the In Living Color cast would react to me at certain and different times. Right. That never changes. The right. fact that we connect, the fact that we know each other, we, we know each other's moves. You know, we know each other, we know each other, we know each other's performing uh, uh, pedals. You know, we know the break pedal, we know the gas, we know the... You know what I mean? Was the show all all rosy? It seems like there could have been something during that show that you weren't um, completely happy with. You know what? There was a lot of stuff that I wasn't completely happy with, but all in all, I'm 100% happy with it. You got to think of your next job or the job that you have. You're never completely happy with it. But it's, but it's the best one you got. And it definitely opened so many doors after In Living Color. I mean, uh, movies, stand-up. Yes, yes, it did. I mean, look at look at my career and how vast it's become. You know, I don't work with as many people as I used to back then. You know, times change. It was a, it was more of a, a more collaborative career, whereas now the, the business has changed. And I've, I've, I've grown, and I'm further along in my career. Tell me a little bit about the business changing. Um, you know, one of the big parts of it is social media. Entertainment is about popularity. Now, um, you know, corporations are, are, are geared toward people who have big social media numbers. So that's the difference. You know, you, you, you can have all the talent you want in the world, and you can seem like a son of a gun, but you got to put on a mask to do it. You know, there's just some really smart people that said, how can I get in the entertainment business without being talented and not having to spend any money? What was your first job, Tommy? My first job, job, job. First job ever, working stiff, yeah. My first job, I was a busboy at IHOP. Okay, a busboy at IHOP. Okay, and how old were you then? Uh, 13, and I cheated on my, um, my work for me. What did you learn at that job? I learned that, you know, I, I learned that I didn't have the steel to survive. I can work for it. I learned that everybody's different. I learned that, you know, people can treat you wrong and um, not be dealt with, and it's up to you to um, improve your own situation, regardless of, of who tries to come and abuse you or use you. Um, I learned that the highest population of people in this country and in this world want the same things. They want fresh water, they want a good shelter, they want a respect from others, and they want their children to have the same, and they want healthy foods, 
to be protected. I agree with you. I think that's incredible, though. That job, busboy at IHOP, 13 years old, is still something that uh, you think about, at least some of the values that it taught you. And I think that says a, a lot about you, not knowing much about your background or, or growing up and you telling me exactly. I grew up when I, when I was a, a baby. I was abandoned as a child. I was found in the trash. I was adopted. That blew my mind, man. That absolutely blew my mind. And then just talking about IHOP and, you know, how that job may have given you some values, shaped you a little bit. Ah, oh, man, I tell you, you're very impressive, uh, Tommy Davidson. I, I, I don't want to be all Oprah Winfrey-like here because I know you're a funny guy, but uh, that I think it's just an incredible story. She's too rich to talk to us. <laughs> That's right. Always an ulterior motive, right? Right. And what do you do for fun when you're not working? I love me some movies. Um, I, um, I watch a lot of documentaries. You know, I like to travel and just check things out. Um, do a lot of reading. I hang out with my kids a lot. Where are your um, kids at? They they live close to you? Or are they all around the country? Or well, they're, they're all finally in L.A. Okay. You know, the, 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 yeah, the, they went to college and stuff, and they're back around. Um, and I got a junior high student, and I got a high school student, and I got a um, 18-month-old. Wow. You got them all the way from uh, beginning to end, bro. Man, man, man. Tommy, uh, such a great story, man. Thanks so much for talking to me. Thank you. Thanks for having me, buddy. Unbelievable. So radio is where Tommy Davidson kind of focused on in college. Figure that was his starting point, his entry into the world of entertainment. And while at school, worked at the college radio station. And that's when his advisor, who usually tries to tell you to stay in school, says, you know what, man, get out of here. You got a lot of talent. You got a car. Get out of school. I, I mean, I kind of find that hard to believe. So that's what he said. And um, met this guy. His first manager pretty much changed his life, developed him into who he is now and got him a shot at in living color and a whole bunch of other stuff. But think about being found randomly by some woman in a trash can. Um your brothers and sisters were white and you didn't know you were black until you moved to Washington, D.C. The whole thing got me teary eyed and is just an incredible story. Think about how the odds were stacked against this guy. Think about that. The next time you see Tommy Davidson on stage, the next time you see one of his movies or that new animated series on Disney Plus called Proud Family. Think about how Tommy Davidson was brought into this world and what an incredible journey and an incredible success story. Man, again, if you like this podcast, please subscribe, give a five-star rating, and leave a review. It's the Celebrity Jobber Podcast. I'm Jeff Zito, and thanks for listening.